joining us now to talk about what should be done and what are some of the ways that Republicans and Democrats and all Americans can maybe work together to make our kids safer, particularly in school and elsewhere, is Libby Emmons with The Post Millennial. She also wrote a really powerful op-ed in The New York Post. Uh, Great to have you here, Libby. Thanks so much, Rita. I appreciate it. You know, Libby, your title of your story is called Terrible Funerals in Uvalde, Must Shock Politicians into Action. What action do you think should happen? What, you know, and give a background about yourself because you are a, you're a Second Amendment gal, but you think there's some, maybe some middle ground here. Yeah, so I'm a New Yorker. I've lived in New York most of my life at this point. I'm a mom. My son is in middle school uh, here in the city. His middle school, once school is underway, there's one entrance and there's uh, five New York City police officers assigned to his school. Um, and I, after the after the shooting in in Uvalde, I was um, I was grateful for those officers. When I go to school in the morning and drop him off, they say, "Hey, mom, you know how's it going?" Uh, they know all the kids. They know the faces of all the kids. They know the parents. Um, they know the teachers, they know the staff. So that's my perspective. I, you know, I grew up um, entirely in the Northeast Corridor. I haven't spent any real time in, um, you know, parts of the U.S. that are not in the Northeast. And I'm seeing uh, certainly conservatives are um, very pro-Second Amendment. I agree with that. I'm in favor of all of our constitutional rights. I'm, I'm in favor of all of our natural rights. Um, there is, however, a concern that we're seeing in the U.S. We've seen it for a long time. Uh, we've seen, you know, urban violence, uh, certainly the kind that Mayor Adams was talking about. We've seen that. We've seen um, and that takes the lives of children all over the country. We've seen um, violence in schools. We saw it with Columbine back in the 90s, and we've seen it over and over again. And every time it happens, we see politicians get on TV really quick and start talking about all of the different ideas that they have for legislation. Um, And there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground. I was thinking perhaps we could have an age adjustment. Um, A lot of things are restricted to people until they're 21. Perhaps uh, owning guns should be be one of them. I will tell you, though, I got a lot of pushback from my colleagues over this, specifically those that did grow up in rural America, telling me, you know, you have no idea what it's like other places, your city privilege. I was like, whoa. All right, fellas. Um, So, yeah. So so you believe, Libby, what that that what maybe if they're like one of the things I thought was really compelling, you make the case that, you know, if you can't buy cigarettes or alcohol, maybe we should have the same age for guns. Right. That was sort of what I was thinking. And the question becomes, if there should not be an age limit to buying guns, how long, how old should you have to be before you're able to buy a gun? Should we be arming students in the classroom so that they can take down the shooters themselves? How how pervasive should this um, should this gun culture be across ages? Kids used to get trained on how to use guns in schools. I would also be in favor of something like that, you know, add it to the physical education requirements, learning how to use guns. Um, I learned how to use guns in theater, oddly enough, um, in stage combat. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that um, I think there definitely could be some 
middle ground to be had. Uh, as your previous caller was saying, these shooters are primarily men. We saw in Tulsa, Oklahoma today, another man decided to take out a bunch of people on his way to hell, apparently. Um, how much more of this are we going to see? There is a concern about a slippery slope, but you know we're watching people turn into murderers uh, all the time because of their access, perhaps. Um, but I do think that one thing that's interesting is that uh, this has this op-ed today has definitely spurred some conversation among my colleagues that I don't conversations that I don't think we might have had otherwise. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and yeah. that's why I think it's a good, healthy thing for a discussion because there has to be something that there has to be some sort of middle ground that people can talk about the problem. Also, Libby, and you know this all too well. Um, even on the Democratic side, we had the president via his spokesperson say he's not for hardening schools, you know, right. and then he doesn't seem to want to talk about mental health or any of these other arenas. It's like, you know, it's only sort of one trick pony. And I think there's a lot of layers to the discussion. We have about a minute left, but I want to get you to respond. Do you, are you confident that you think there is some middle ground? It seems like like one side is talking one and the other side's talking the other. Yeah, I think there better be a middle ground. And I think that the president's plan to eliminate gun rights for adults is a terrible, terrible idea that could lead to authoritarianism, as we're seeing in Canada. They're pulling guns from everybody. Um, and that's, you know, that's a very bad situation. And also it goes against our constitutional rights. There has to be a middle ground, though. And I think one thing that we're not considering um, is that in America, we have lost our meaning. We have lost a values system. We've lost our morality. We've lost religion. Why are there so many people clinging to and finding nihilism to be their only answer for life? Why is that so pervasive? Is there anything we can really do to tackle that? I don't think that's a mental health issue. I think that's a, I think that's a meaning issue. I think that we made a mistake when we gave up God. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this. Very, very well said. Um, Libby, always appreciate your great, great perspective um, with the Post Millennial. And check out her op-ed, Everybody in the New York Post. Really powerful. You got us talking here, Libby, and we appreciate that. Thanks so much, Libby. Thanks. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.